Perfect. Hey there, Perfect. Annette Joseph, broadcasting live. <laughs> oh, Annette with the sexy voice. Annette with a sexy voice. <laughs> Hi there. Welcome to our nighttime show. <laughs> it's me and Heidi Roo. From Italy. <laughs> Hi, you are listening or watching to The Heidi Roo Show, a podcast that features compelling stories from female leaders, creators, and innovators. And today on the podcast, of course, this continues my Italy Chronicles podcast series, and I'm talking to Annette Joseph. She is owner of La Forteza, where I'm staying right now, and where you'll hear a lot of more stories from. If you're wondering, like, who is Annette? What are, why, you keep talking about her. Well, first of all, she was actually on the Heidi Rue Show podcast back, back on episode eight. You can hear more about her and her story. But she is a stylist. She's also a best-selling author. She's written Picture Perfect Parties that has recipes and, and entertaining tips. I have it. Love it. Also have her cocktail book, and it's fantastic. So many different recipes. She also has another one coming out called Italy is My Boyfriend and a cookbook as well, centered on La Forteza. Stay tuned for that. But Annette's gonna come on here and she's gonna talk a little bit more about the fortress, how she ended up buying this property, what she's done to it, and some stories. And it's really fascinating. You are going to absolutely love it. Stick around for more podcast episodes of the Italy Chronicles. We have Chef Philip Meeker on. Barbara, who is a, a wonderful stylist for the biggest interior design magazine here in Italy. Her episode is incredible. And then we'll talk to some of the workshop attendees. Then I'm going to share my whole Italy trip with you. So I hope that you love this as much as I've enjoyed it. Let's go ahead and talk to Annette. Here she is. Well, Annette, I'm so glad to have you back on the podcast. Um, if you want to go back and listen to her previous episode, is episode eight. So she's like one of the OGs. I am. On the Heidi Roo show. I am. I am. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really proud of that, actually. Thank you so I much. Am. I, I've grown a little since then. I believe in you. <laughs> Thank you. You've I'm been very so good supportive. At, like, honestly, good at picking people. Oh. I have good radar for people yeah. I've well, decided. Yeah. oh good yeah i'm i'm glad i, I don't know heidi looking list. into your beautiful blue eyes i don't know <laughs> i'm kind of a little in love with you oh she's so I'm pretty you guys you. seriously Aww. she's such a pretty lady so sweet Inside i think annette out. took out her contacts <laughs> <laughs> i did no, <laughs> you look beautiful and hazy mm-hmm. so annette i wanted to talk more about this beautiful place that we're at right now. I'm so excited that you came. Oh, I am too. I am too. I'm, I'm having thrilled. the time of my life. Good. I'm and feeding her lots of food. Yes. Espresso. So she looks a little bit heavier when oh. she gets back. It's my I fault. I know. I, I already, yeah, you're yes. going to have to be jogging. Yes. Yeah. sure. Yes. I hope everybody saw the guy in the bicycle just ride by because now Vivi's going to lose it because she She's, protects me, uh, my dachshund. You will see Vivi make an appearance on several of the podcasts that we do here. She's our mascot, and now she's going to she's going to go run after Mm bicyclists right now. Poor guy. (laughs) So yeah, I wanted to talk about La Forteza, where we're at right now. Let's start at the very beginning. Annette, you have lived here in Italy off and on for years, and you have had uh, flats in the past, and you wanted had one flat, uh, one One flat. flat. It was on the Italian Riviera. Yes, where we were for 12 years, mm-hmm. 
and we've had we've owned this property for just about four years. There'll be okay. four years coming up uh, in July. And you set out just to look for a house. You didn't intend to buy a fortress, no, did you? No. I mean, I really wanted a place where that had sort of an outbuilding for a studio. That was mm-hmm. sort of as far as I went in my imagination. I thought, well, we'll have a house, and then we'll have a studio. And I didn't really think about hosting people here with us for our workshops. But then um, I came upon this property early in my search, and it was really daunting and confusing and lots of buildings and I just thought it would be a lot to bite off. Mm-hmm. So I kind of put it in the back of my mind and carried on looking yeah. for houses. And when most people hear fortress, they think military fortress. But that's actually not what this was. No, no. There's there's several different kinds of fortresses, as yeah. it turns out. And this one was really called a defensive tower. Okay. So what it did is it defended the land in the sense of they would live here and they would signal to fortresses above us or below us that there were, you know, intruders coming, coming. there was a fire, there, you know, something was happening, a big storm. So it was really much more about the people that, that lived here were in the military, but it was much more about defending the community. And let's talk a little bit about the community. So this is where we're at right now is actually kind of what they call country. Well, it's the the countryside. We're in the countryside. We um, have a few small villages around us, which we can see one of the villages behind us. And then there's another village that's a little over that way. And then in that direction is Vivizana, which is like our big town. But Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, it's definitely a village, yeah. you know, it's a small community, but we can, we have a grocery store, we have a pharmacy, we have several banks, we have a hardware store. I mean, I literally can list them off yeah. because it's so small yeah. that there's one of everything. There's one or two restaurants, a couple of bars and by bars in Italy, you mean p- places you can go get espresso, but you can also get an aperitivo, mm-hmm. which I think is so fabulous. Yeah. We have bugs. I know. There's yeah. a, sorry. I'm like trying, I'm this trying not like, to itch because it's sunset. So <laughs> it's like just getting ready to sort of get, get a dust. Yeah. I guess. So every, everything comes out, but you kind of learn to live with the bugs. And they really haven't been bug, that bad actually. It, it will be very interesting, yeah. but, but we're in the countryside. So in the countryside, in the country. we, li- we live in their world is what yeah. I try to tell people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're living in their world. Mm-hmm. They're not living in our world. It, one of the things that I've been learning from Annette about Italy is that besides Italian, bes- <laughs> well, I'm not doing and too what, great about and what that. waving means. <laughs> Okay, oh, I yeah. can tell you so, the story today. Okay. So, so today we're driving, <laughs> and I'm driving, and I'm trying to give her some tips about driving in Italy because she'll be driving by herself. So, I'm, you know, first, when you get in a car in Italy, it's like a video game. So that's what you have to keep in mind. So I'm, and I'm pointing some things out to her. And she says, you know, I have to say that driving up to you, Annette, you know, everybody was so super nice to me. They would, like, pull, you know, pass me, and they would wave at me. And I said, I don't that's really were they doing like this and oh. she's shaking her fist if for everyone that's listening and if you're not watching on youtube she's shaking her feet like her fingers together in her fist that's right, what she's doing do a motion where they sort of go like this like come on yeah. with, which is sort of like it almost looks like you're paddling something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i don't think they were waving at you <laughs> Heidi Boo. and then i realized oh my gosh that is what they were doing and they i thought that was a way like bafangul <laughs> and you know i mean I, I, I think they were like oh crazy lady driver and rental car oh god so i'm just looking back at them just smiling going oh thank you she's so sweet because she's a southern lady and she's like oh they're being really nice to me so sweet italians are lovely 
and they are. They are. It's just but, on the yeah, road. When you're driving, you're, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a challenge. It's yeah. challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the other things that I'm learning, I'm learning a lot from Annette, um, is that different regions in Italy are known for different things. Absolutely. And yeah. so one of the things that this particular place and even this particular fortress is known for is chestnuts. That's correct. The other thing that you have to remember is in Italy, it was it was only united like 150 years ago. Mm-hmm. These were all separate states. It's like imagine America and everything. Every single state is a separate little country, and that's yeah. sort of people forget that about Italy, and they think of you know everybody in Italy eats you know spaghetti and meatballs, but not everybody in Italy eats spaghetti and meatballs. Mm-hmm. I mean now, of course, you know with the internet and all that, things have become more universal, but. You know, they eat a certain way in the north in Torino. Milano eats a certain way. Genovese, mm-hmm. they eat a certain way. People in Positano eat a certain way. People in Napoli eat a certain way. And they yeah. also have different dialects and different languages. And so we're known here for chestnuts. This was a, a, a place where if it was sunny, then the yeah. olive trees would grow. If it was shady, then, of course, there were chestnuts. And they would sell the olives and the olive oil, that they would live off of that. And then they... They live off of that money, that income, and then they would literally live off of the chestnuts. And um, they have all sorts of really interesting ways to yeah. prepare chestnuts. And it's not what you're thinking where, like, you know, chestnuts. They're roasting on an, an open fire. fire. <laughs> it's not like that. Although it is an open fire. Uh-huh. But what they do is they actually dry them. And the houses, the old houses, had drying rooms in them where there was a low-grade fire. So a lot of the cooking traditions come from that, where there was a low-grade fire in your house, usually at the top of the house. So imagine how smoky and dark and yucky it was. And the house smelled bad, too. And people forget all these things. I always, they romanticize Italy, and I always say things like that, which, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of burst their bubble, but whatever. And um, so a lot of slow-roast cooking also went on because they already had this existing fire, so they cooked a lot in cast iron, and when they actually roasted the chestnuts, dried them essentially, very low-grade fire, then they would grind them. They would make flour out of it. They're, they're all sorts of, they would make pasta out of the flour. They would make fritters out of the flour. You know, they had their own honeybees, and it, that still goes on here. And the thing that's cool about the Lunigiana is that it's sort of untouched. You know, a lot of mm. Italy has been very sort of either... Um, people have visited and, and the tourism or, or they've, they've actually, you know, taken some of the things from the region and moved them to different parts of the world. But the Lunigiana is sort of this little caps, capsule, and it's such a capsule that UNESCO has really sort of made it a heritage region because of the traditions that go on here. They're so old, they're so ancient, and they're still... Um, these traditions are still preserved today. They still mm-hmm. dry their chestnuts in these drying houses. They still make their food in these very heavy cast iron, what they call testas, these big cast iron. Um, they're they're kind of like our cast iron, but uh-huh. they're bigger, and they have a top on top of them. Okay. And then they cook on top of an open fire, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of open fire cooking here. Mm-hmm. Hence, our chef, Philip Meeker, who's super into smoking and fire and cooking with fire, He's very drawn to this area because he keeps finding new ways to prepare huh. bread and all sorts of things, you know, roasts in the open, the open fire. fire. Yeah. 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 
Wow. Yeah. That's so, so cool. I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's fascinating since mm-hmm. I'm very interested yeah. in food. It's a fascinating region. Mm-hmm. And the people are so nice here because it's the country and they're not sort of spoiled by tourists. Right. And, um, it's also a beautiful region to ride bicycles. So you see tons of Pelotons here practicing mm-hmm. for different races or every Saturday and Sunday you see Pelotons yeah. ride by, which is very exciting for us because my son and my husband both are avid cyclists and they love to cycle yeah. here. So it's, for us, it's a very good region. It's a perfect region because it ticks all those boxes mm-hmm. of all the things mm-hmm. that we're interested yeah. in. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you can see behind it. Is, you know, it's, it's so not beautiful. the way you think of Tuscany. It's yeah. not rolling hills. We have the mountains behind us. It's It reminds me a lot of Colorado mm-hmm. or Wyoming. Um, it really has that feel to it. It's very green and it's full of trees and forests and hence we also have truffle hunting here. Yeah. No one really thinks about that but here we have mushrooms and truffle hunting because we have lots of forests and yeah. we have chingale which are bo- wild boar and mm-hmm. you know we grow on our, our own grapes and we I make know. our own wine. And I, I walked down to the um, to the vineyard. Oh good. Yeah and I was very careful not to touch the fence. Yeah. Where the- electrified <laughs> boar fence which Vivi actually touched and you know it was sort of cartoon like I mean oh. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean but it was it was funny. We were yeah. filming up there, and so I wasn't really watching her. And usually, she doesn't go near the fence. Yeah. For some reason, she went under it, and when she came back out, it literally threw her three feet. Oh. And I said to the videographer, "Did you get that on film?" <laughs> I mean, which was really mean. But she was she was fine. Yeah. But it was very cartoon like because yeah. she yelped, and then all of a sudden she was like flying in the air. Wow. And I was like, "Whoa!" And we didn't catch it on film. Yeah. Sorry, Vivi. But it, she was fine. So, I think it actually helped her a little shock therapy. Yeah. Um, Annette, I know you can't tell us too many details because Annette is writing a book that will come out it's soon. It's finished. It's called Italy is My Boyfriend. That's right. And um, so I'm so excited to read that. Me so too. Those, I'm excited for you to read it. Those are more stories too about the whole renovation. And Well, there's stories right, about my entire, it's a memoir about how mm-hmm. I sort of got here to this specific place. You know, mm-hmm. people are always like, how did you up here yeah and so it is a story of that from you know the age of 18 when I first went to Rome by myself and some of the funny things that happened and then you know buying our flat and we have you know some trials and tribulations and we have a whole section on bad guests and <laughs> we do wow yeah the names have been changed to protect right, of the course. innocent of course <laughs> you'll know who you are <laughs> I keep as I was writing I was like they'll know who they'll they know. are they'll know sorry Vivian and so um yeah so and then it leads up to how we found this property this is not mm. a property I would buy had I not done a small renovation and bought property here because mm. it's very daunting and it's you really have to know about sort of how it works in Italy and yeah. that's it's sort of a book about how it works in Italy what it's like to buy real estate. If you are interested in buying real estate, it's a great book to read. Um, it really is, it's, it, I always say it's under the Tuscan nightmare. It's not really <laughs> under the Tuscan sun. I love as that. As everybody thinks, yeah. I'm drinking Prosecco all day uh-huh. and, you know, and looking at my cute contractors, although we have very cute contractors. <laughs> Can you tell us at least how long it took you to renovate this? Sure, yeah. No, this took, uh, this was very short actually for Italian standards mm. because I'm American. And I was a store planner, a designer, so I understand how things work. I've lived here long enough to sort of understand how they do things, um, which is very different construction than in America. And I also understand Italians and, and sort of how they work. And so it took about two and a half years from the time that we started till the time that we finished. And this year, I'm happy to say that we have no projects that we're doing at all. We're going Ooh. to build a swimming pool next year, but I could not stomach the swimming pool this yes. year because I was 
it was very, you know, I have to say that I like a lot of moving parts, but, you know, they say never say never, but I can really honestly say I will never do this again. Yeah. One of our neighbors honked at us because we are doing this and they're very nosy, which is... <laughs> they which wanted is, to be on the which podcast Which is actually too. great that they're nosy because when I'm not here, they really keep an eye on everything. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's, I really it can feel be like beneficial. I'm part of the community. Oh, for yeah. sure. For, for sure. So yeah. the whole village is going to know that we were sitting here yes. doing this. Yeah. And tomorrow when I go to the bank, they'll say, what were you doing on the terrace? <laughs> I love it. I love it too, actually. So can you talk a little bit about the workshops that you have here? Sure. And some of the different offerings, because in all honesty, I didn't realize that there were so many different types of workshops that you have going on here. Well, I, you know, selfishly want to have a lot of creative people around mm-hmm. me. So I really, you know, I mean, truly, I probably built this just because I want to have all these creative people for dinner every night. But Um, I really have reached out to people that I think um, will really thrive in this environment and will really be able to teach people some, you know, just very interesting skills. This week we have three instructors. Their workshop is called Styling Your Life. So they do, they're doing a floral part and they're doing a decorative part and they're doing even a little bit of a social media part and a styling part and then a food styling part. People that are interested in getting into styling or want to style their photos better for Instagram, they would come to this workshop. And we really have a lovely group. They're very cute. And I feel like I make all these really great friends, Yes, honestly. And I do. I actually have, I really have some close friends that have come to the workshops and they come back again. And um, so I I feel very fortunate. But I also have, I teach one workshop, two workshops this year. One is a Strictly Styling, which is my classic styling workshop. That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, you, you did really well yeah. remembering I'm, everything. We did yeah. a little mini session, and we kind of refreshed our memory, yeah. and you were in there again. Yeah. And then um, I'm doing a Slow Food Looney Jana workshop, mm-hmm. which has just been received so well because, you know, people want to just come and cook. So we yeah. teach people how to make pasta, and we go wine tasting, we go truffle hunting, and we go to all the local artisans here that bake bread with our chestnuts and uh, make flowers and uh, you know, it's just press olives. I mean, we, we harvest our grapes, our vineyards. So, oh goodness. is that? I know. I don't know. That's a very... Oh, oh is that you bird? know what it is? No, I'll is tell it, you what it okay, is. Okay, what is it? It's the babies. Oh. In the nest. We have a nest in our studio window, and they're, it's feeding time. And yeah. the moms, I was like, what is that sound? The babies have gotten bigger, so now uh-huh. they have a voice, and they're oh, telling her that they want worms. They want... Very cute. That's so cute. Here she comes. She's going, and then she's going to come back. You'll yeah. see. It's very. It's a you may hear mess. too. It almost sounds like it. It sounds like something zapping a little bit. Yeah, like a mosquito zapping little, kind of. It's their little beaks going. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cute. Anyway, so cute. all right. So and then so we're so, so obviously it's food. very 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 food centric, mm-hmm. of course. And we have a really really handsome vintner. His name is Manolo, and so all the ladies love to go up there. And what's the vint- vintner? He, the Wisner is, is, is the man that does our wine. Oh. So he's super, super handsome. That probably ups the attractiveness right there, No, he's right? super, no, he's like oh. really hot. Okay. <laughs> Plus he no, he's wine. he's really oh. hot. Like okay. it wouldn't matter if he was pumping your gas at the gas station. Nothing against that okay. because I actually <laughs> like all those guys because yeah. they're all cute here too. <laughs> Italian men are cute. What can I say? Right. But he looks like something out of a romance novel. Oh my goodness. He has long locks like yours. Like Oh my gosh. You know, oh yeah. 
and a great butt. So we love it when he <laughs> delivers wine. Funny story, um, I'm doing a shopping workshop, um, an Antiques and Merchants of Italy workshop, which sold out in record time. And we had, we literally have a, a waiting list of 50 people. So what? I might have to do two next year. Oh yeah, my no, it sold out like in eight hours. And then we had we had so many people, we kind of like did a shout out and said, if you want your spot, go mm-hmm. get it now. Because we have limited spaces. We only right. have spaces for like eight people here to stay comfortably. So, um, and then we were thinking, well, maybe we'll rent out a villa. But then we thought, you know what? That kind of ruins the experience because we don't want to be a bu- you know, tour bus. We right. want a bunch of ladies that all kind of know each other. Mm-hmm. To, so it was crazy. So we have 50 people on the waiting list. So oh, they'll be goodness. re-newslettered and, yeah. you know, hopefully sign up for next year. And I think we're going to do two. And I said to my husband, I was like, who knew it would be so easy just to put shopping up there and everybody yeah. would come. So what can I say? Everybody's right. coming and it should be fun. Awesome. But the woman that's leading the workshop with me was here last year. We were doing research. So we went all over to all my different vendors. I introduced her to people. Actually, she buys antiques for a living in Atlanta. Her name is Lisa Burnett, and it's Inner Pieces, who you should interview her. She's fabulous uh anyway. uh But she is my partner in crime. She actually went shopping. So we we actually did a scouting trip, but she was actually filling a container to bring back to Atlanta. So she, one night we were here and Manolo was doing a wine delivery. She was, you know, drinking Aperol spritz or something on the, in the studio or in the um, student lounge. And he came in and he's, you know, delivering all these boxes and he's hot. I'm telling you, he's spicy. <laughs> so he I'm leaves. See this guy. Oh, he's cute. I mean, he's, he's already worked in the vineyard last week. So I don't think he's going to oh, be back okay. this week. I'm sorry. Probably, it's okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, I do have a great husband. Actually, so I'm, I know, but I, oh, I do too. We, we could look. I mean, we're true. not, you know, yeah. come on. I have a cute, hot husband too, but we can look. I true. mean, you know, we're not dead. <laughs> Nope. So, nope. So, it, she was so funny because he left and she goes, oh, my God. I said, I know. He's so hot. <laughs> so, the next day, we're driving back and she says, you know, I feel like we need a, a wine delivery tonight during a aperitivo. I was like, okay. <laughs> it was very funny. She's very cute. But, uh, so, we're doing it September during wine harvest just because of her. So, she can go up there oh and harvest goodness. wine with him or grapes with him for our wine. How exciting. It's fun. That's I get so very great. excited during harvest. Yeah. It's super, I like ridiculously, like they think I'm a crazy lady. How long does it take to go through and harvest all the grapes? They harvest everything in about a week and a half, depending on weather. You know, everything is very seasonal here, so everything depends on weather. You know, you're really at the mercy of the gods here. Mm -hmm. So um, all of that is like when they harvest. Like I say it's going to be the harvest, but it might be a week before. It might be a week after. Um, but it's around September somewhere, yeah. you know, okay. in that in that range. Okay. And by the way, if you didn't know already, because I don't think we mentioned it, but on Annette's property, so you have 27 acres, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. 27 acres. And on her property, there is actually a vineyard here. And so they harvest the grapes, they make the wine. So we've had Joseph Vineyard wine every night with dinner. Well, did you hear the funny story about the student? No. Kim? It was no. hilarious. So Kim says yes. to me the other day, there are two Kims at this workshop, and yes. they're friends. Yeah. So, I mean, well, they're not friends. And you'll they meet them friends. on the yeah, podcast. They made friends. I should probably, you'll have to ask her about this because it right. was very funny. So her, the other Kim says, do you want to walk up to the vineyard? And she says, sure, 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 I'll be right back. So she comes back, and they walk to the vineyard, and she thought they were walking to a vineyard to taste wine, so she had gotten money to buy <laughs> 
bottles of wine, and I said to her, you know, you're drinking it for free. So yeah. she was so funny. Oh, I mean, that's so funny. You have to ask her. She's very cute, Kim. Was she also the one that asked about the name of the wine? Is Joseph... Maybe somebody else asked. About I don't know that. who asked me that. How did I Anyways. get? Oh no, it was how her. Did, how did it was her? Yeah. How did, how did you, you get? How did you come up with the name? Yeah. And I said, well, my name's Annette, <laughs> Annette Joseph, Joseph and Frank Joseph. So we said Joseph. It was like a, a five second brainstorming Easy. session. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I, I love that. I lo- She's I precious it too. too. So we she would be laughing right along with oh, us. Oh, yeah. This. She was laughing hysterically yes. when I told her. I yes. mean, she's got a great sense of humor. She does. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So not only do you have a vineyard on the property, but can you tell us a little bit more about some of the other things on the property as far as fruit trees? Because earlier, Philip and um, Adri were picking... Adri's our intern. Adri's our yes. Is the I said our intern. I'm just I'm just like you're I'm, part of our team. I'm I'm you're living here now. now. I'm part yeah. of. <laughs> I'm not coming home, Michael. And I'm learning how to drive stick shift. Yeah. <laughs> Inside joke. Yes, you'll hear all about that if you follow the podcast. <laughs> if you watched her on Instagram, you'll know all about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so tell us a little bit more about some of the fruit trees that are here on the property. Well, we have plum trees now. Originally, this property was called La. And I will tell you that most people in town, in the village, don't buy La Prunia. We oh. renamed it, which is very unusual in Italy, because things just stick here. But they did because there were lots of prune trees. Mm-hmm. We have a river that's called La Prunia, and it was because there were lots of little prune trees. Oh. Very creative, okay. just like Joseph Wine. Yes. And so we um, renamed it because it was a fortress, and we just felt like... I don't know. I just had. To, I felt like I had to explain La yeah. Cunha, and I don't have to explain the fortress. So La Fortessa is what it is, and it's it. funny because now in town, my girlfriends are in town are like, we just think of it as La Fortessa now, which is oh. cool and and huge from Italian that standards. Is, Very huge, right? So uh, we have prune trees. We have plum trees. We have uh, fig trees. We have olive trees, and mm-hmm. the olive trees for some reason. We're, we're not sure if they were decimated by disease or someone mm. took them down, but our gardener grew up here and he came with the property and, you know, it was cute because he was very, very worried that we were going to fire him. And oh. I was like, oh no, it's the opposite. You're going to yes. get more work than you know. You're going to make money on us, not lose money. Mm. So he was very excited and we love him to death. He is, John Luca is the nicest person mm. on the planet earth. He's just an angel and he sings like an angel. He sings in a oh. men's choir. Uh, so he was telling us about what was on the property. There was actually another vineyard behind us. And I think we're going to probably in the next five years, probably resurrect that vineyard with our vintner because our vintner actually resurrected our vineyard vineyard. Yeah. So he has real ownership of it because he really did make sure that, you know, he, he got it right. And he's, you know, as I said, wonderful. Not only is he cute, he's really wonderful. And then. We planted olive trees because there were no olive trees on the property, which is weird because above us, which was probably still part of our property because this is a new road, they have a million olive trees. And you can tell if you look that we have fruit trees here and they mm-hmm. have fruit trees there across the way. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. So you can tell this was all part of one property and the road was actually on the other side. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was all one property at one point. It was probably owned by the church. And we think it went all the way up to my girlfriend's house, who also lives in a fortress. We think it was the whole thing. Wow. Monchigoli, everything. And they farmed it for the Vatican. Mm-hmm. So, And they, at the time, priests could marry. And so they brought their family up here. They, they were stationed here, and they turned it into a farm. 
Wow. And that was like around probably 15, 1600s uh-huh. they were doing that. Amazing. Here. Yeah. So, you know, long ago, yes. priests could marry. Yeah. And then they I couldn't. didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah. now they I do. They could have families. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, look at the popes. They had yeah. wives and families. I mean... And you have cherry tree. We have, well, we were, do have a sour sour, sour cherry, cherry tree. tree. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. a sour. That's what they were doing today. They were picking that. And, of course, we have, you know, grapevines everywhere. And lemon trees. And I'm trying to think of what else. We have kumquat tree, actually. Persimmon? And uh, a huge persimmon tree. Persimmon tree. Yeah, okay. Very good. Yeah, we have a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to keep track of. You know, when they bloom, then you then go, oh, yeah. Right. I guess oh, I should yeah. pick that and make mm-hmm. something out of that. And so we, we planted 300 olive trees wow. on the property. My, according to my husband, he wants olive oil. I was like, you know, honey, we can get olive oil everywhere for free. Right. So I don't understand. But he wants that damn olive oil. <laughs> and we're going to name it Joseph Olive Oil is what we're going to name it. There you go. Five-second brainstorming. Excuse oh. me, Vivi. <laughs> Vivi, basta. My die. Vivi, quack. She's just so crazy. Sorry. Um, and then she's not, Italian too, you know. Uh, Vivi, yes, she's, she's from, from Bergamo. Here. She's yes. from Bergamo. She's yes. a she's a bitch from Bergamo. We say, and she's a she's a girl dog. She's a dachshund, right? She is a dachshund. She's a wired hair dachshund. She's adorable. Oh, um, she's... You you will see if you are just listening to the podcast, then obviously you wouldn't see her. But if you watch the videos on YouTube, then you'll see her because she makes an appearance also in Chef Phillips episode yeah, as well. She's with everybody. Yeah. She she wants to be on every podcast, so <laughs> she's a star. One other thing, too, that um, you have here that I love is this beautiful garden, and it's actually yeah. right behind us, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and you have tomatoes. We have and everything. Everything. You okay. name it. We have a huge herb garden, mm-hmm. which we absolutely adore. We cook out of, we cook every single thing out of that garden. That garden is completely just barren by the time I leave in October. We've used every single thing. And part of it is timing, too, like the Preserving Italy. That's when the tomatoes are really ripe. And last year we must have harvested at least 100 pounds of tomatoes and made sauce and showed our students how to make sauce. And it it was super, super fun. And then we have, of course, zucchini, cucumber, all different types of peppers. We have strawberries are in season now, so we're eating. We're enjoying those with breakfast. Fest. We, it's amazing what you can get. I mean, it's a good sized garden, but it's really amazing what you can get out of it. And Chef Philip is like unbelievably creative. He is. He's so great. And he fried those sage leaves for you oh, the other night. So which delicious. You are going to be I'm, your new potato I chip. know. I'm obsessed. And I'm I hope going you to make fry. those I am, at home. I'm going to make yeah, I them. I hope you do. We have a huge sage bush in our in our yard, so I will good. definitely. Excellent. Yeah. And then we also do zucchini flowers. Those mm-hmm. should appear in the next few weeks. And let's see what else. We have lots of lettuce. We have onions. We have celery, which is a, a different oh. kind of variety of celery. Mm-hmm. It's extremely tasty. It is. There's and so much flavor in it. And we've had it on a lot of it. stuff, yes. It's, it's a lot smaller than the normal celery. It is. So. And, of course, we have rosemary, mm-hmm. like, for days yeah. and days and days and days. And the most beautiful flowers. Yeah, and seen. those are nice in salads as well. So yeah. we, use, we use everything and... Philip is, is really about sustainability, and we're both about zero kilometer, which means that everything that we eat comes from very nearby. I mean, here we have, in the countryside, we have butcher shops that have cattle that are, like, roaming out in the middle of, you know, a field, which is behind their butcher shop. So they butcher their own animals. Everybody butchers their own animals here 
in the sense that if you have lots of sheep, you're eating lamb. Mm -hmm. If you have goats, you're eating goat cheese and drinking goat milk and making goat yogurt and eating goats. I mean, it, you know, it sounds cruel if you're a vegetarian, I know, but, but it really is like the way that it works, Mm -hmm. you know, it is. I think I have a bug in my eye. Every morning during breakfast, we've had this yogurt that is so delicious and it's from a nearby dairy farm and It it is just delicious. I didn't take, I'll take you to the dairy. We'll go to the dairy on, uh, maybe Monday morning we'll go okay. to the dairy before you leave. Okay. Let's do that. That sounds great. Okay, we'll go pick it. up the yogurt. Okay. But uh, Nadia, the woman that owns the, the farm, it's great because they have a million cats, or the dairy, a million cats around. And it's so cute because when she draws, we we do drink raw milk here. And when she draws the milk, some of it like kind of spills around the bottle. Yeah. And so there's like all of a sudden 10 cats there. It's just such a cute picture. Yeah. And they're, you know, their cows are out grazing. And you'll see that the cows, when we drive up, they're out grazing in the olive groves, which is crazy. Like every morning I drive up there and they're like cows hanging out. Wow. With their little babies. It's oh great. Goodness. Especially in the spring, there are lots of babies. So you really get a sense of, Life and the seasons and eating in season here. We really don't eat out of season here. You know, like it's the last of the broccoli and the last of the asparagus and the last Mm -hmm. of the artichokes. Like you really, when you see them, you know to use them because that's it. You're not going to see them anymore in the market. Well, Annette, thank you so much for sharing, not only um, on the podcast, but allowing me to come here and experience it because it has been you know, there's one thing to look at pictures and the pictures are breathtaking, but to be able to experience it is something that you can't put into words. And it has been, for for anyone that's even considering it too, I, I work a lot. <laughs> and this has been one of the most relaxing, rejuvenating experiences that I've ever had. And not only that, but I feel like I'm taking lessons that I've learned from this time. I hope I don't get teary-eyed. I didn't expect to do this. But I feel like I'm going to take lessons that I learned from this time and implement them when I get back home. Aww, and so sweet. So it it's makes just that's our purpose here. It, it's just more than I could have ever imagined. Aww, well, we so. uh, honestly, Heidi, anytime you want to come back, Thank bring you. that guy of yours with you. <laughs> and you heard it here, Mike. Yeah, and and really, it's been a, a real pleasure showing you around. Thank I love you. showing people the real Italy mm-hmm. that I really love truly with all my heart. And it, it's always such a pleasure to take people like you around that are so enthusiastic and, you know, just want to learn. And, and that's sort of what we're about here. Our mission here is to sort of introduce people to an Italy that they didn't know and an Italy that is authentic and, you know, people that are authentically Italian. So it's it's really, it's been my pleasure. It really has. And, and we're just... Philip and I are working on our cookbook. We're working on a cookbook together (laughs) about uh, the region and the regional food and um, sort of about the lifestyle here and about La Fortessa. And uh, he's just, he's so curious and about the food stuffs here. So it's just, it's been such a pleasure to have him here Mm -hmm. because he's really reignited sort of my love for sort of finding things that are yeah. unusual. So we're going to have a lot of fun writing the book, I think. And it has literally been the best meals that I've ever had He's in my life. He's an unbelievably good chef. And I, I feel like I really lucked into him. And I I have to say it's weird that I'm being interviewed today because I had a little, little teary moment with him downstairs 
Last year at this time, he was in a horrible, horrible accident, a bicycle accident, and he almost died. And he was almost not here. And this is the anniversary of that. And I got a note from one of his, believe it or not, I know one of his professors from college, which is so crazy. It's such a small world out there. And she wrote me a very sweet note. And when I read it, I was sort of joking around reading it. And then when as more I read it, the more I realized that I would have never met him. Mm. And I probably would have never certainly collaborated on a cookbook with him or had him here cooking. And he really is extraordinarily talented. I feel extremely fortunate to have him here for many, many reasons. So so we'll see what comes out of our cookbook. I'm really excited. And you'll be able to hear from Chef Philip coming up in the next couple of weeks too. So make sure that you are subscribed either on YouTube or um, wherever you listen to podcasts too so you won't miss that. Katie's show is the best, so you should just be subscribing anyway. <laughs> well, I shouldn't have even said that. I should have just let you say that. Thank you, Annette. I appreciate it. Sure. Okay, on that note, thank you again, Annette. Thank you. Okay. And we'll put, I'll put along the show notes links to Annette's website, to her social media. If Not if, but I know you will want to come. And so... The link will be in the show notes. Oh, we'd love to have you back. Sign up. Grazie mille. Grazie.